that space. And exactly. you can't like, and you can't be positive at home and negative at work. It's gonna it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't like you, it's an all rounded thing. You can't be this fake person in one way, and then somebody completely different a different way. Like it all starts with you. I can't fix your positivity. You have to fix it. It's just the same as like uh, I can't send make you go to rehab. You have to choose to go to rehab. Hey, I'm Michael Panic, And I'm Michael Ray. And, and we're, we're the, the Michaels. Michaels. We worked together for eight years and through many hopeful and hopeless situations. Today, we each work jobs we love and enjoy life every day. During our time as coworkers, we ignored a lot of warning signs, which eventually caused issues in our personal lives, affecting families and friends. Our work-life balance was out of whack and we didn't even know it. This podcast is all about recognizing potential issues and advice on how to correct your course of life and work. This This is Work-Life Balance. Hey everyone, Michael Ray here and Michael Pennick, and we're back. We have been a little lazy, I think, in our (laughs) recordings. A little. uh, We used to be knocking it out a couple per month, and now we're about one per month right now. We apologize, but life has been challenging. Uh, COVID has not made things easy, and... But here we are. And so I hope you guys really enjoyed the last episode. It was a live episode uh, before COVID at JSU. And Panic and I joked about how we had forgotten about some of the details of that episode. But when, oh, yeah. we, but when we re-listened to it ourselves, we're like, oh, that was actually really good info. And we had forgotten the, the wonderful questions that came out from it. Because uh, to be honest, when you talk to a crowd live, you have no idea what kind of questions you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And we were pleasantly surprised. Like it was definitely. Yeah. I, I just, you never know what to expect. Some crowds are very responsive and some aren't. And I would say, I would expect a, a room full of college students to be less responsive. Uh, and I was really pleasantly surprised. They were really fantastic. Yeah. It, it was, you know, at first I mean, we were confident that we may have get one question, but we ended up getting multiple. I think there was a good like 10, 15 minutes of questions. Yeah. And there were some hard situations that they were going through and it was just eye opening. But I, I think it, no matter how you cut it, um, what we went through and what we've uh, talked to you guys about on a regular basis is pretty common wherever you are and w- wherever you are in your life. Because we, we just see it everywhere now. We had mm-hmm. no idea that what we were going through was this relevant. Um, but it's been eye-opening. And that, and, that, and that gets into our... So this episode here is a little bit of a two-part episode. Up front, we have, we like to go through our fan mail, I guess you would say, our <laughs> fan email. Fan mail. Fan, fan email. <laughs> I wish I got a physical... Fan email? Did you yeah. say fanny mail? Fanny mail. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. I wish uh, we need a PO box. That's what we need. But we could uh, do that. Send us could. physical letters. Yeah, you got a PO box. We could do that. We could do that. That'd be kind of fun, actually. <laughs> but for, for the millennials in us, we love physical mail, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's fun. It's like Christmas in a mailbox. But um, anyway, so we get emails from you guys. And once again, we're going to always encourage this because one, it, it gives us some validation of what we're doing is helping. And then two, it helps us with content for episodes. Like this is a great, this particular email, uh, she is like panic. We're not going to read the whole thing, but we're going to mm-hmm. take some highlights from it. But basically she is the typical 
things that we had gone through and she hit a basically a a roadblock and then she was able to listen to our episodes and we indirectly encouraged her to to leave her job and yeah. we we kind of make this it's, it's scary we have this scary little power of encouraging people to quit <laughs> so, it is scary uh, it's too much power for any two men to wield uh, so for the employers that are listening right now, if your employees are listening to us, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, I think my employer listens to this show, so don't get any wrong ideas, guys. Yeah, exactly. Now we're the hosts. <laughs> we, we're not going to take our own advice, right? We've already been through it. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. We definitely take our own advice. This show is my, th- well, it's not my only therapy, but it's good therapy. I mean, I really, you know, I got, you got to eat your own dog food. Like they say, I, you know, I like uh, talking on this show because uh, some people might be so misguided as to think that we have all the answers, but the facts are we've experienced what we've experienced. We've talked to the people we've talked to. And more than anything, we sit down and we think through these problems with people. And that's another reason that these letters are so important. Bringing your issues, your tough situations uh, are fantastic because it forces us to think, what would we do in that situation? And then seek out other people who have been in a similar situation and, uh, and see what they've done. And so it really helps us uh, to kind of you know, process these things. Um, always, always love to hear emails from you like this one from Emily. Uh, she says, and I'm not going to read the whole email verbatim. We're just going to hit the highlights here. Uh, the of it starts at, I've been at this company for about 18 months. I'm 23 and this is my second position out of school where I got a journalism degree from day one of working here. There have been things that I really love, that's good, and things I knew were not a good fit for me. I wanted to be realistic about the workforce as a young person, avoid sounding jaded or whiny, so I told myself that every job you have in life will have its balance of good and bad. I was also a collegiate athlete, so I've lived this life for years. That's cool. That's a very healthy um, approach that she started in with. I would get late night. It goes on and there's a little more detail, but she gets into, I would get late night or weekend phone calls with screaming on the other end of the phone, blow ups over minute mistakes or hiccups, uh, blamed for things that are out of my control and so on. Um, which obviously, you know, that, that proves that there's a seriously, you know, there's some real issues at the foundation there. Um, and, and she definitely needed to, uh, find something else. You should never be, screamed at, especially when things aren't really your fault. You should not be getting calls in the middle of the night and screamed at unless you, you know, monitor nuclear launch codes and you fell asleep on the job or something. Um, She goes on and says, your podcast has provided the reassurance I needed to know that this was not a situation I needed to stay in, no matter the pros or cons. And that's largely true. I mean, it sounds like uh, Emily has a very good uh, you know, like she understands her position, right? And she knows that it's just, uh, it's the second job she's ever had. Um, she's trying to look at the good side, but there's always going to be that balance. No job is a pure bad. I, I mean, Michael, do you agree? I mean, even, even our time there, like that was not a pure bad. We, we, when we had each other, we had some good times. We um, met some awesome people and, you know, some of it was really positive. I would say, yeah, um, I, I mean, so like when I look back, for me, it was definitely. Uh, I think you and I both grew up a good bit through that. Uh, oh yeah. I think 
Like, I mean, you can look at that in, in, a, in a bad light per se of like, okay, you were forced through a lot and you were forced to grow up, which is fine. You can say that. But ultimately, uh, it changed both of us. In a, yeah. A, you know, it, in some parts were bad, but it actually, let's be honest, you know, when the new employers were talking to us and they talk about all these, like, basically our stress levels were at such a high tolerance that when we moved on to our new jobs that were supposed to be, you know, supposed to have stress for most people, we're like, yeah, this is a walk in a park. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, resistance training is what I call it. It's like when yeah. you're yep. wearing a weighted jacket, you know? Yeah. So resistance chain, training for sure. And then also like some of the good parts, you know, I think um, I've talked about how I just, you know, I enjoy getting to know companies and, and growing my network and learning about how people, uh, make their money and do what they do, do what they love. And so that, that was the good parts. You know, I think um, I enjoyed that piece, but that piece was pretty small. You mm -hmm. know, if, if you were going to put a weight and scale on them, you know, it was not putting much weight into it in terms of overall experience. And I think this person here is in that same boat where yeah, there were some good pieces, but there was a lot of bad. Um, Absolutely. To the, to the point of like, I mean, I'm not gonna like this whole. I would get late night and weekend phone calls with screaming on the other end of the phone. Yeah, that's stupid. Like, let's just be honest. Like, why do you have to be that way? Like, what in the world requires that much um, excitement? I guess you know. Well, like, like I said, if you're if you're monitoring you know, highly sensitive like nuclear bombs or like premature babies or like things that are very, very delicate life and death situations and you're grossly negligent, you deserve to be yelled at. But I mean, what do you, I, she doesn't actually say what the job is, but just about anything short of that, uh, it ain't worth it. No, I mean, like what, what's the point, right? Why, why, the, if your job is a nine to five, eight to five, or whatever that, if it's a normal forty-hour week job, which the way this person described it, probably close to that. Mm -hmm. um, and she said she had a journalism degree, so I'm going to assume it's somewhere in that field of some sort because she didn't mention journalism. And so, but you no, know, like my goodness, like have boundaries, right? Like, like don't bother. I don't, I, that's just so frustrating to me. Like I, we're, I think we've gotten so distant from where we were before that it's just appalling when I hear things like this now, because I think if you and I were still in that same world that we were in and we heard something like this, we're like, yeah, that's just part of the, 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 the game. Yeah. You kind of laugh it off almost. It yeah. You laugh so it off, wrong. ignore it. And you're like, that's just the way it is. And uh, that's just the way the world works. It's just not true. Not at all. <laughs> The world does not work that way at all. So to the listeners, if you are right now getting late night or weekend phone calls when you're not supposed to work um, and they're screaming on the other end and this is <laughs> blow ups over minute mistakes or hiccups, that should be such a warning sign for you. My yes. goodness, that, that's so easy where if you're afraid, like there's episodes about this. If you're afraid to turn your phone over and take a look at it because you missed a call from your boss at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday <laughs> and you don't go back to work till Monday. That's terrible. 
It's just, you should just know, and we've said this before on the show, but you never know who's listening for the first time. If you are there, if you're getting these calls, screaming late night, everything's your fault type of calls that are unfair, unjust, you know, they're wrong. Just know that there's a better life for you to live. You don't have to deal with this. And and maybe that's, you've never examined that. Maybe you don't believe that. I, you know, I definitely spent a long time thinking that is just what I deserve. This was just my lot in life. This was just the struggle. This was the hustle, the whatever. You don't have to live this way and there's no sense in it. No job, no uh, paycheck, no power, no anything is worth that level of scrutiny. Now, like I said, you do get into certain positions that are a lot more intense, but I think that if you are working a job that is so intense that the responsibility is so high that it warrants this kind of uh, behavior from from your boss or coworker, or whatever, then there's not going to be that uh, kind of reaction from them. I, I think that they're you know they would they respect it enough. It seems to only happen in jobs where it's utterly unnecessary. So chances are, if you're getting yelled at, there's no reason, and you can find something new in a heartbeat. Um, and you deserve to just know that you deserve it, know that you deserve a better situation. And Emily, you know, ended there by saying basically that this wasn't a situation worth staying in, no matter the pros and cons. And it's, uh, again, I'll reiterate, it's good that you can see the pros, but a couple of pros are not worth a con that big. It, it's weighted. It's not, a. I hate the idea of like, make a pros and cons list. And if there's more pros than cons, then stay. And if there's more cons than pros, leave. <laughs> That's stupid. Because if your cons are like, if your pros are like the coffee is good and it's close to my house and they pay me enough that I can survive. And the cons are like, they literally threaten to kill me every day and they scream at me all the time. And I'm scared for my life. It doesn't matter. Like, your, your cons list way outweighs the pros. Yeah, so, you, have, you have to look at the weight of those things. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, if you go to sleep and wake up with the same fear regarding work every day, you have a problem. Like, that's a massive negative weight that it's going to take a lot of positives to get past. Um, and I don't think I don't think everybody. And, I, and I'm looking at this person too. They're 23 years old. So like this person is fresh out of college, like they mm-hmm. mentioned. And so the reality of a full-time career workplace is still new to this person or to any 20 something year old. And so this is all I know. Right. I mean, and that was the same thing we had gone through like, Oh, this is just how building a business is. I mean, I definitely thought that, what I was doing was, you know, you always hear about the struggle. Oh yeah. You know, it's hard, it's hard work and it's a struggle and it's uh, a worthwhile fight and all this stuff. And so I thought that's what we were doing. You know, I thought we were just fighting that uphill battle. I didn't realize that the uphill battle was supposed to be the hill itself, not the people that you were taking the hike with. That's, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, so many the, people are there. Like the person you're taking the hike with is setting the bear traps ahead of you. And you just don't know it. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, Emily, I got to say, we're, we are proud of you. You're, you're, I'm going to sound like such an old fogey, I hate it, but you're young, you're, you know, brand new here. Um, you, you've got so much ahead of you, but you've discovered and learned something through this, that there are people we know who are 40, 50, 60, 65, way past retirement, who are still living 
the way that you figured out already that you don't want to live. So pat yourself on the back. As soon as you hear this, buy yourself a cookie. You absolutely deserve it. We are proud of you. And for anybody else who's out there, who's, you know, it just feels like their job is bad, but they, you know, are that they're supposed to be there for a reason. Really, really reconsider, really, really think about, um, you know, what, what is making it so bad? What can be changed Uh, what you can do to make it better. And if you can't and you feel totally hopeless, you just don't have to live that way. You you can find another job and leave. In that order, don't leave until you find a new job, uh, but you you can do it. Um, And that's kind of what we want to talk about, some of that making a situation better. Of course, that's what uh, the main topic of this episode is going to be. But before we get there, I want to uh, throw a little ad out here. Um, This is not for necessarily a company that's sponsoring us. You know, in the past, we've never had sponsorships. This is for a uh, company that Michael Ray and I, along with some others, have been working at uh, fervently in our our, uh, quote unquote free time that doesn't really exist. And we wanted to tell you about a product we've been building called Bordo. Bordo is a social media management platform similar to Sprout Social or Hootsuite um, that comes in a lot cheaper and a lot simpler. Um, The whole goal is to make social media management, uh, especially around scheduling for teams, very simple, very cheap. And uh, and to empower our users, and uh, I don't know the uh, necessarily the vertical that all of you guys work in, but if anybody listening to the show works in digital marketing, works in social media management, manages many many social media accounts, we would love to get your feedback on uh, our products so far, where we're at. Um, and if you are interested, go to hellobordo.com, H-E-L-L-O-B-O-R-D-O.com slash sign up. You can also just go there and click the uh, sign up link. And um, we would love to hear from you. Uh, fill out the little form there and we will get it personally. We'll reach out, get you connected. Um, but if you're looking for a cheap alternative to uh, Hootsuite or to Sprout or Traject, or any of these other massively overpriced platforms that uh, you know overcost and underdeliver, we would love for your uh, feedback on Bordo. Um, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, you don't have to necessarily work in uh, social media digital marketing. If you're interested in trying out something new, please just uh, get in touch with us, and we'd be very happy to get you on with a two-week trial, totally free, no credit card required, no pressure, no commitment. Just give it a shot and give us some feedback at the end of it. Uh, we would love that. Uh, one more time, that is hellobordo.com, H-E-L-L-O-B-O-R-D-O.com. So with our little ad out of the way, uh, Michael Ray, why don't you tell them a little bit about the topic at hand today? All right. Well, and uh, for all you future people that want to advertise with us, that's just a taste of how we could do an ad for you. <laughs> but I just I, want to slide that in there. <laughs> we haven't done ads in the past, but we are definitely interested in uh, ramping that up. If um, if you, your employer, your company is interested in our stats, um, email us at worklifebalanceshow at gmail.com, and we'll be glad to tell you all about the opportunities that you have advertising through us. We are cheap. Yeah, one you know, one of these days we'll become so famous that we'll have this little um, approval for employers. Like we are a work life balance approved <laughs> employment. 
<laughs> we're going to put together a whole training course. And if you, you know, and you're going to look for that seal of approval before applying. There you go. And that's, that's when you know you'll be in good shape. All right. So that's enough of the jokes, but let's move on to the episode. We'll see we're being positive already. So that's yeah. what we're trying to do. Anyway, so here we go. How to take a good or okay situation and make it more positive. So this is kind of a twist on what we typically talk about. Let's be honest. Most of our episodes, we are talking about a negative situation, how to get out of it. So this time we're talking about you're actually in a pretty good situation, but you want to make it better because there's no perfect situation. That that will never exist. I'm sorry if you think it will. Uh, but there are positions that you're in or companies that you're part of, it's actually really, really good. Like you have a good leader, the general work environment is very strong, good culture, but of course you're, you know, chances are you're working with coworkers. And so there's going to be a lot of emotions there. And there's going to be a lot of personalities and not all personalities work together, but sometimes you have to. And so let's talk about how to keep you on a positive path uh, because let's be honest with COVID and things like that around getting depressed is a lot easier, yes. uh, especially when you're isolated, but let's keep that in mind and we'll go through it. So let's talk at the first point that we have here and focus on your own positivity. Yeah. So, I mean, anytime that you find yourself in a um, new situation, a different changing situation, whether or not that's, you know, just a massive turnover, new team, maybe you've started a new job, um, it's very easy to start getting wound up in your own negativity, uh, especially if you're already prone to depression or anxiety, that stuff will come out very quickly. And it's sort of a natural response. Um, you find yourself in a pressure, uh, high pressure situation, lots of new responsibilities, your first re- uh, your first response as a human is is a little bit of anxiety. You're going to get uh, stressed and anxious about it, um, and that can really affect your your positivity very quickly. And if it's a disorganized company or, or there's any like more negative slant, um, it can be hard. So you have to take your own steps first to make yourself in a in a positive mindset. Um, you come in and maybe the the job is there's a lot of responsibility and it's it's heavy and it's stressful. Um, the the first thing you need to do is just figure out the job. Go right in and figure it out and and learn who the people are. All that kind of first months, first two month kind of thing. Um, but let's say it's somewhere you've been a little while. You're already in the groove and you just come and you just kind of do your thing and just do the motions. That can get a little depressing too. You can start to get pretty bored in a job if you're just kind of going through the motions. So finding your own um, internal positivity, I think, is really the first step towards making uh, a a better, you know, environment for yourself. I don't want to sound too Michael Jackson. We are the world here for a second, but like you gotta um, you gotta make that change. You gotta find it in yourself and be the change that you want to see in your organization. Um, so if you just feel like everything is a little flat, a little boring, a little maybe even slightly verging on negative, one of the first and most effective steps you can do is be positive. Now, I want to say that uh, this is really more in a situation where you know that you're not feeling positive, um, but it's just kind of a neutral. It's not necessarily a negative. Negativity and feeling very, very negative is something we're going to talk about a little bit more later. 
Um, but it can spawn from a lot of places. So, so one thing I went through was obviously, yeah, I hated my job. I just did. And I didn't do a lot of, of things to, to be positive. I didn't do a lot of things to try to find the positivity in it. I, I felt like there was none and I just gave up. Not healthy, not good, but that's just the place that I had gotten to. Um, instead of the proper response, I, I was kind of often, um, I, I was kind of often like just told, Hey, you know, you, you're a negative person. You're a problem. You, you're causing negativity, which of course in turn causes more negativity. And one time I was literally told that everything that was wrong with the company and everything that I was upset about was my own fault because I was so negative which is so circular and so messed up. And looking back, I actually did know it at the time. That was a little bit of a final straw moment. I remember um, where that final straw was hitting with that, where you were just like, no, th- this isn't, I'm not causing this. Right. <laughs> like right. You, had a, you had a pretty like drastic rebound, or I guess not rebound, but, but basically like um, you were – like no, I I know this is what's being told to me is not right. But I I do remember. Like I remember how um, the the entire function of the company was in a negative vibe because of panic. Right. That was the that was the PR message being told to me. I guess. Yeah. Which is stupid. Now, granted, there are plenty of people in this world I could wreck a company. Because of the way they are, but oh, yeah. the reality is, the it, it, okay. Let, let's play like let's say that you were the negative person of the company, and you were destroying the company, and the leadership took note of that. Well, leadership shouldn't just say, "Eh, you're you're the, you're the cause of this. Uh, you need to figure it out. Thanks, bye," and just no. walk away from it. Like that doesn't they, do anything. A good leader is going to identify it and try to course correct it. And if they can't course correct it, they fire, right? They got to, right. they got to remove that person because they've, if like, I mean, I, I look at it this way. Like if you're sitting there and you and you've been leadership has talked to you multiple times and it seems to be the same thing over and over and over again. And they're, and they're actually offering ways to correct it. And they're like, maybe they're sending you through different trainings or uh, moving you within the company to a different department just so that you can avoid some personality conflicts or whatever. But if they've done everything, like if they've made a valiant effort and they've made every, you know, they've tried and they still, and you still are like complaining and just being, and you are being negative and you know, you are, um, which some people don't, then <laughs> true. Uh, it might be time to move on. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know what the golden rule is in terms of how many times should a, a leader correct somebody before the time has come. I'm sure it differs for everyone, but but I think that's just a, a thing like, okay, so if you're an employee right now and you've been told multiple times that they need to correct the way you're doing stuff or the way you're interacting with people and they, and in in general, their regard as good leadership, that should be a good indicator to you that you might be really negative and you have no idea. Uh, you're like the, uh, the uncle that nobody wants to talk about because <laughs> Because you, you're that uncle and you don't realize, like, who, like who's the bad person in the family reunion? Oh, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to be a little uncouth, but you know what they say. If if you uh, if you go out for a walk and everyone you meet is a jerk, you're the jerk. Oh, yeah. 
So sometimes, again, uh, we've, we've kind of run the full gambit at this point, but you do have to be careful and know yourself well enough. But again, if you can say, all right, I am not the negative point of this and I just need a little boost in my step or I'm just mildly displeased with my job, then you need to find your own point of positivity. Um, before you do that, kind of nothing will get better. You know, if you, I feel like a lot of people um, that I've I've talked to or seen, they're just like, well, I don't know, my company just sucks, and it's like, what does that mean? Well, we just, you know, it just sucks. We don't really do anything, and and it's just kind of like we just just nothing, and they can't really give a reason. That really just means I don't enjoy it. I'm just burnt out. Well. Even if you could convince a person like that to come up with ideas, maybe they say, well, I wish we did more team building stuff. I wish we just hung out more. Even if a person like says that, uh, if they don't have their own positive mentality kind of baked in, they don't care that you can do all the company luau's that you want. Nobody, that person's not going to even probably go. So it does definitely start within. You've got to be positive on your own accord. Um, and then you can kind of move on to other things. But if you're just mildly dissatisfied, if you're just sort of meh about your job, uh, do do the hard internal self-seeking, uh, not self-seeking, self-evaluation, uh, that was weird, of <laughs> becoming more positive. Um, and I now say this. So I struggle pretty bad with uh, depression, anxiety. Um, always, always kind of have, it's pretty much a family trait. Um, it's, it runs in the family and I've attacked it a couple of times in my life. COVID has made it substantially worse. Uh, and, and nothing is quite right. If you're, if you're depressed, nothing's quite right. If you're, if you suffer from, from, uh, kind of clinical depression, anxiety, and you have to get it in check. And I was trying and I, I wasn't getting anywhere on my own. So I took the next step. I started seeing a new therapist um, a few months ago. It's been wonderful. I have really very quickly seen a pretty immense change in my life. And uh, in some ways, it's it's very self-inflicted. Um, obviously, she's guided me to a lot of interesting points, but it, it all kind of comes from within. So again, it, it's not necessarily like you just have to sit and think yourself into happiness. Sometimes it takes real efforts. Let me tell you another little secret. I, uh, I have a, a vitamin deficiency that really hurts my positivity. And I didn't know this for a very long time, but something was wrong. I went to the doctor. The doctor's like, oh, your B12 is super low. Um, you're probably really sad because of that. And I was kind of like, okay, that sounds dumb, but whatever. And then I started taking B12 supplements and it is amazing how much of a difference just a little tiny vitamin supplement makes that B12 is, is a huge difference. So it's not always just sit down and figure out yourself and, and whatever to find this positivity. Sometimes it takes real actions. Don't be afraid to go to the doctor, to find a therapist, to um, seek out new activities, find something and, and, and whatever it takes, find that positivity within you because everything is going to kind of mildly suck until you find your own spark of positivity within you. Once you find that everything can start getting better. Yeah. I, um, I think one another piece of advice that I've heard in the past that I don't I wish I practiced it more, but it's every morning when you get up, you're going to tell yourself it is going to be a great day. Yep. And 
I mean, straight up, like, okay, we'll just put this in perspective. Let's say you have a big meeting that day and it's with like your biggest client and they called the meeting. So now you're freaked out because you don't know if they're trying to fire you or, or whatever. Well, you know, if you just naturally think, oh, they're, they're, they're about the canners. This is, this is, I'm about to, <laughs> we're about to lose a giant account. Well, it's just pure negative. And all of a sudden you start worrying, you start having yeah. anxiety and then you can't sleep. And then you start building this, this fakeness up. And then you get to the meeting. It's actually like, Oh, Hey, we're actually going to do more with you guys or, you know, who knows? It ends up being very positive. So, you know, spend that when you're thinking that, Oh gosh. Okay. For instance, right now. So we are uh, looking to the backside of work-life balance. It is almost nine o'clock on a Sunday night because apparently <laughs> this is the only time that we can talk for an hour. Um, darn you COVID. But uh, anyway, and so, Tomorrow's Monday, and for most of you out there, you are worried about tomorrow. You are worried about waking up and going to work on Monday because you don't know what's happened since Friday. Um, and so turn that on its head. So you're going to wake up tomorrow morning, and you're going to say, this is going to be a great day. I'm going to get some stuff done. I'm going to be very productive. I'm going to get to hang out with people I like working with. And... It's just going to be a good day. Yep. Yeah. Change, change your the way you think. Um, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. It's super hard. I still struggle with it. I'm a as people characterize me. I don't have an up or down. I'm a very level. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I'm just like flat. <laughs> like I'm not dead, but I'm not like super alive either. So. <laughs> Uh, for that, well, good so let me tell you this, Michael, I, um, I, I don't know if you, I've, you haven't, I guess mentioned it. I don't know if you've noticed it, um, for, for listeners, you know, even though we may not release an episode every uh, week or whatever, we definitely talk almost every day. And, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but the past few weeks, I feel like at least that I've had a much bigger pep in my step. I feel like I've been kind of more on it. Um, I've been more positive, been more on fire. Uh, and the thing that I have been doing for three weeks now is exactly what you just said. I wake up every morning and I used to never do this. And I think I have such a, a sarcastic, not sarcastic, but a jaded negative view of like mindfulness. And I'm real, I'm real weird about stuff like that to begin with. And that's just one of them. But I kind of bit the bullet and I started waking up and every morning I say, okay, what am I, what am I, what do I feel good about that I did yesterday? What do I have the opportunity to do today? What do I feel good about? What do I feel negative about? And then I just kind of let the negativity, whatever negative feelings I feel uh, kind of pass by, just let it, you know, don't, don't necessarily try to stuff it down. Just think, okay, what am I feeling? There are days in the early on where I was like, wow, I woke up anxious. I woke up freaking out about nothing. It wasn't even a big meeting. It was just like, I'm just worried about something. And I didn't beat myself up for it. I just said, I feel this way. Let's feel better. And so I thought about it and I said, okay, there isn't a good reason for me to feel that way. I can feel positive. And really, if you just put yourself in the right mind, I don't get out of bed anymore until I'm in the 
I actually don't do anything until I'm in the right mindset. Another thing I caught myself doing is reading the news, which is all pretty negative these days. Everything seems like doom and gloom. And if you start off and you're a little anxious and you dig right into your phone and start scrolling through Reddit and reading all the negativity, it is a terrible way to start your day. But if you like, I, I wish, I wish phones weren't allowed to work for the first 30 minutes of your morning. Yep. Like doesn't like 30 minutes is not a very long time. I mean, most people, they take that first 30 minutes, like you said, and they roll over, unplug their phone, roll back over and start scrolling. And then, you know, the world makes money off the negative news. And so you're going to be slammed with that. There's going to be some positives, but mostly negatives. Uh, but no, I, I, I like. I'm glad to hear that. I, I'm happy to hear that you're taking that approach because I think more people, if they take, it doesn't even have to be like pure thinking, pure positive. But take 30 minutes or 15 minutes. Start out small, maybe 10 minutes to start somewhere. First part of your day, concentrate on the good in your life. Yeah. You know, for some people, meditate. For other people, read your Bible. Uh, do a Bible study, prayer. Whatever it is that can get you in a good, positive mindset. Because getting yourself in a positive mindset at the workplace does not start at the workplace. It starts at home. It starts Bingo. at starts at, in your head at the very beginning. Because yep. you can't be positive at work and negative at home because that will end up falling on its face. And exactly. you can't and you can't be positive at home and negative at work. It's gonna it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't like you, it's an all-rounded thing. You can't be this fake person in one way, and then somebody completely different a different way. Like it all starts with you. I can't fix your positivity. You have to fix it. It's just the same as like uh, I can't send make you go to rehab. You have to choose to go to rehab. You know, it, it's the same thing. Like. Guys, you have to start in the morning. The first thing you wake up is be positive, work your way through that, and it will show up in other places of your life. Definitely. Definitely. I'm living proof. Um, I it's been just astounding. So and I like that you said that, you know, it doesn't uh positivity at work doesn't start at work. That's so true. And once you have found some positivity in yourself. Uh, by whatever means necessary, once you once you're in a better place, you can really start to affect uh, better change at work. And the next point that we have is focus on your coworkers' positivity. Uh, and I want a big disclaimer here: that doesn't mean go around and telling your coworkers, "Hey, you know, you're really negative, and you're really bringing <laughs> the vibe down." Because <laughs> I wrote that, and then I realized that's what it sounds like. What I mean is that you should always be, always strive to be, don't beat yourself up if you're not every day. Nobody is every day. Strive to be the kind of person that can reach out and be a friend, be helpful all the time. When you notice somebody struggling, quietly, aside, privately, say, are you doing okay? Is there anything I can do to help you? Be, be the helpful person. Um, because I, I feel like in, in a workplace, there's this like weird power struggle of like, oh yeah, I'm the busiest person. I'm so busy. Look at me. I'm busy. Oh, I'm so busy. Um, And everybody tries to play that game and I'm definitely guilty of it sometimes, but it's, it's just don't do that. (laughs) So it's so much better. You, you will always become a more 
um, necessary is maybe the right word. You, you'll always be seen more favorably if you're the ha- most helpful person. If oh, you yeah. go out of your way to be helpful. Well, I, even talking about that busyness culture that we see out there right now, where if you're busy, it means you're successful. But the reality is, if you don't put margin in your schedule, how can you ever help somebody achieve their goals? Yes. Because you can't achieve your own if you're not helping others achieve theirs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and exactly. so, yeah, put margin in your schedule. Like, for, okay, like I'm in sales. I technically, thanks to, since everybody is very comfortable with doing remote meetings, I technically could probably have six to eight meetings a day. Ugh. If I wanted to, and I, the closest I've gotten to that, I had like five in one day, and that was, I just I felt completely hosed, right? Because I got nothing done but talking to people. Um, and meetings are good, but ultimately it completely trashed my schedule that day. Reality is, I prefer to have two to three meetings max per day, so I have buffer in my schedule to do other things and to help other people when they need help. And just to be available in some form or fashion, I mean, it, I think it's going to be safe to say when you become the person that people rely on, which means that you have enough time in your schedule to do things for them or to help them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or you have enough time in your schedule to do what you've promised that you're going to do. And it's not just the, um, you know, doing the like physical, let me help you with X, Y, Z. It's also sometimes just like, you know, Hey man, um, how are things? And you never, you never know when the last time somebody asked somebody that was, you know, you never know. I mean, somebody could be going through, uh, you know, Oh man, I don't even know where to begin. My wife is leaving me and the dog died and I'm never going to see my kids again. I mean, people go through really real stuff constantly. You don't know what somebody's going through. And, uh, and you also don't know who they have. Because sometimes, you know, you like to think, oh, everybody's got their own life and their own things and we're just work friends and and that's all it is and whatever. It's just work. Um, some people may not, they may not have another friend. I mean, that sounds sad and it is sad, but I mean, it, imagine if you had the opportunity to be the only person that uh, – that was willing to talk to them about what they're going through. So, so I, I, you know, I think that there is a level of professionalism that has to, has to be in place. Um, and you're not always going to be friends with every single person you work with, but be emotionally uh, available to some degree to your coworkers and even to your bosses. You know, when, when you know, somebody's going through something, when you can see it, do what you can to help them. Um, you can't be everything to everybody but always strive to be there for people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to become the person that does their job and goes home and doesn't talk to anybody or help anybody or they're just that part. They're, they're stuck up or cold. Yeah. Cause they're not being, they don't want, they don't want to help or they don't want to talk. They don't, there's no like a personal side to it. I don't know. I, I, I think, most people can probably know somebody like that. I've met mm-hmm. with somebody at some point. So just keep that in mind. And, uh, you know, that's just re- focusing on your coworkers positive. Like it really is a big thing. Um, and get, and that kind of rolls into the next side of this. So m- reaching beyond your coworkers, let's talk about the workplace as kind of a whole here. Don't wait for permission to do good, fun things. Yep. 
Yep. I think, uh, I think a lot of people will sit around and they'll say, Oh yeah, we don't do anything cool around here. Is everything's boring? I read all these stories about these cool companies doing cool stuff. We don't do anything cool, but are you suggesting, are you trying, are you putting it out there? It right now is the easiest time in the world to do fun, like team activities. This is, this is a good one for employers and employees alike. Because right now, literally all you have to do is go in Google Calendar or whatever calendar, Outlook, whatever, and add an event, add everybody in your department, your company, whatever, and uh, and then do it. Go play Jackbox games, Jackbox games over Skype. Do a virtual happy hour where everybody just you know puts on a funny background, like virtual background, and cracks open a beer, and you just hang out on Skype and Zoom and just talk a little bit. I mean, there's nothing stopping you right now i think maybe certain uh very corporate work environments would be less than cool with that especially if there's tons of bureaucracy and stuff in place um there's definitely you know some places that would not be okay with that you would want to ask a little bit of permission but in general if you work for a smaller team especially don't wait for permission and don't wait for somebody else to do it if and and I guess when I say permission, I don't mean do it without asking your boss. I mean don't wait for somebody to say, "Somebody got any ideas?" Go and just say, "Hey, listen, I have this idea. I think we should do a virtual happy hour. I think we should do this. I think we should do that." And just see what the response is. And most of the time, your bosses and and the leadership at your company want positive cultural things like that to to come to fruition. They want to see it happen anyway. And if you're bringing it forward, it's going to make you look really good. And it, it gets what you want of, of being a little more involved. So just, you know, make the improvements. If you think that, uh, you know, I wish somebody brought, I wish we had breakfast, my buddy's office. They always have donuts every morning. We never have donuts. Bring the donuts. Be the guy that brings donuts. And guess what happens? Somebody else is going to say, man, I want to be the guy that brings donuts. And then somebody else does. I mean, these kind of things have to start somewhere. And you are allowed to be the start of them. So just just don't be afraid. I So I had a coworker um, who was with us until, uh, oh, I don't remember exactly when she, she left. She's working with another company now. Um, I loved working with her for many, many, many reasons, and we've we've kept up. We're still friends um, outside of work. But and I'll say that she's a perfect example of everything I'm talking about here. She is a massively positive human. She always cared about me, which led me to care about her, and it got us scheming. And we we ended up doing a lot of stuff together, and she ended up doing a lot of things. Uh, fun for the company. She would put together fun events, fun social things. She was almost like our unofficial social chair uh, to a degree. And all it took was her just trying. And that's just kind of who she is. But there's nothing stopping you from being that kind of person that makes your workplace beyond just a workplace, a kind of doldrums, whatever. You can be the difference between that and just a really fun, really exciting workplace. There's nothing stopping you. Yeah, I, I, I even have a, a good example. So I actually did this um, probably, let's see, uh, about, I guess, the third month of COVID. We, as a team, we had gone completely remote, as most of y'all probably had done at some point or may still be doing. And it kind of became obvious, like, okay, we all need to 
physically see each other somehow. Um, and so I actually came up with the idea of, Hey, let's go, let's be social distant. Let's go out to an outdoor area. There's this place near that's near me per se, but it's a actual like pavilion and it's out in the wood area. And it's just a good way to get out. Everybody bring your own food. So we don't have to think twice, you know, don't have to make it complicated. Let's all show up, bring some stuff to have fun with. And that's what we did. And it was like the most positive thing we had done in a while because we got to see each other and we got to be around each other. And, and it was not about work. You know, it yeah. was about, it was about just life and, and enjoying living. And, you know, it's just, it was nice. And, and so, those are the kind of things that, that elevate you from just being coworkers and just working a job to, to being, you know, friends, even just if you're just work friends, that's what establishes you as work friends, you know? Yeah. Especially when you start to find yourself doing things outside the workplace where your coworkers, that's where your work friends come into play. Um, and it's really, it's important too. I mean, now, we're not saying like, oh, you should be friends with all your workers. Sometimes that just isn't going to work. <laughs> uh, yeah. There are plenty of people that you work really well with, but that, but when that, when you walk outside that building, that's where it stops. <laughs> yep. There are some people like that and that's totally cool. There's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with that. Not at all. But you still should be positive toward them no matter how you cut it. Um, and so that's going back to doing don't always wait for that permission to do funny and good things. You know, be that leader when you can be. If you have a great idea, bring it to the table. Um, because right now there's a lot of, it's hard to sometimes have a great idea when we're all covered up with negativity. So uh, just keep that in mind. But that now rolls into our next tier. Uh, so don't talk negative about others. And it sounds like we're talking about school, but <laughs> this is just real in the workplace because it's so true, man. You have different personalities. You have people from different backgrounds. They do work differently. Don't talk negative about them. If you have something really like, if you have a problem with somebody, go to that person and talk it out. Like it doesn't, Oh, Jane, I, I, you know, she just drives me up the wall the way she does her work. And I start telling people about that, about what, how Jane just makes me unnerved. All of a sudden, they're going to start feeling unnerved about Jane, even though they don't have a reason to. And then now Jane is viewed as the the weirdo and how she does her work. And then all of a sudden, Jane leaves or gets fired because nobody cut it off at the head. Exactly. exactly. So, and and it and we talk about this in our company. You know, it, it's such a simple term, gossip, because gossip. I know some people hear gossip and they have a certain view of what gossip <laughs> is. Like I get it. I mean, I totally get that, but gossip is more about, and as a whole bringing negativity into the workplace that's destructive. And that's basically you're there's, you're just not thinking about others at that point. You're trying to satisfy yourself to a certain point and you don't, you may not even realize that, but just bolt down to this. Don't sit there and be negative towards somebody and then tell somebody else what's wrong with them and then, or why you're upset with them constantly because they probably can't do anything about it. Right. Um, the only person that can do anything about it is the person that you're having this issue with or the leader of that department or the company or whatever, basically somebody that can actually do something about it. If yeah. you're a co 
like your coworker nine times out of ten can't do anything about the coworker that you're mad at. But if you're mad at this coworker, go to them, talk to them. If you can't do that, go to your bot to the joint boss or the joint leader between the two of y'all and say, I have an issue with Jane and here's what it is. And the boss will leader will say, all right, well, we're going to bring you together and we're going to go through this because yep. we're all adults here and we're not going to cross our arms and not look at each other. Yep. <laughs> let, me, now let me ask a, a question because um, I, I, and I am going to basically just ask this as a question. So, I think that all of everything you're saying is right. I think it's cool that you guys are are focused on this because man, gossip is such a killer. I worked in a, uh, we talk a lot about the one job, but I actually had a part-time job that was also toxic. I'm really good at picking them. You know, um, I had a part-time job that was relatively toxic too for a while. Uh, and the real killer there was, was gossip. I mean, true, just like your good old fashioned Southern gossip. And I mean, we, like, even the leadership, the leadership would go like the leader would go to employees and complain about other employees. It was bad. Uh, and I knew it was bad. Um, but so, so let me ask you this. So, you know, you, you've got this, uh, thing where you're not going to gossip and talk about other people, um, to your other coworkers. Do you think it can be positive or, um, good to just go and vent? And not necessarily to other coworkers. I, I think that you know that's where you get into the drama and the uh, the uh, same kind of gossipy stuff. But like, do you go home and complain about a situation to your wife to get it off your chest and help process it externally, or do you think that that's still negative, uh, destructive, whatever? So, you know, it it kind of depends on that. That's a tough question, and uh, basically. I mean, hey, if you're going to go home to your spouse and vent, I, that's understandable. But ultimately, you have to kind of evaluate the reasoning why you're venting. Like, why are you bad at this person? Did they truly do something wrong? Um, and do you have a plan of action of community talking to them or the boss or leader that's that could help do something about it? Because it doesn't help. Personally, if you're going to sit there and vent about somebody to your spouse every day and then choose to not do anything about it. That's not good. Like, Agreed. I, Cause at that point now spouse hates that person. That's <laughs> <what I'm>, <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, like what else, right? Like how can they like somebody yep. and they've only heard negative things? Right. Never heard a single positive thing about it. You're going <laughs> to dislike that person, right? You're, you're probably going to hate them. And so uh, I, and this sounds terrible, but I remember with our old boss. That's um, exactly what I'm laughing about. And I, <laughs> I know where you're going. Yeah. So like there were, mo like, yeah, there was some venting going on here and there, but there, but I think one thing that panic and I had issues with, we also bottled it all up. Yeah. And that's, that's not healthy either. Like in that situation, it created, like if, if my wife, if I was talking to her more openly, about what was going on. I probably would have quit earlier. I mean, I, I yeah. think, I think she would have like at some point said, all right, me or him, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you Yikes. Know. yeah, I mean, that's just like, cause it was bad. Like it was just not healthy. And, um, and I, I yeah, that's a thing, but no, like if you're trying to, if you're going home to your spouse or family or somebody at home, I don't know who that is. And you're venting them. Even. 
yeah, roommate, who knows? And you're venting to them regularly about how much you hate this person. Um, it doesn't do you any good if you don't have a, a plan of action to correct it because everybody, right. everybody here has a, they don't want to be the bad person. They may not even have a clue. They did something to you. They may not have a clue. Like I'm pretty like, I'll be honest. I'm sure I've said things to people cause I'm overly blunt and I'm sure I've said things to people that they took in a very bad way. And I have no clue at all. <laughs> well, because you're blunt and, but you're also really nice and you'll say things and people are like, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's a unique problem that I do have. Like, I just, I, I don't like beating around the bush. Like I just want, I, I it's so funny cause I'm in sales and I tell people when I sit down and talk to a potential person, Nine times out of ten, like when they're when the conversation's over, especially if it's one like I go into like, all right, guys, like this isn't gonna work. <laughs> and they at the end of the conversation, like, well, thank you for being completely honest with us about everything. I was like, Yep, I, I, it's uh, it's well respected, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just gonna tell you how it is. I'm not gonna fluff it for you. I'm but sorry. I think, <laughs> I, I think that you know what you're saying is right. Yes, it is. I think it's always okay to vent. Let me just say that I, I'm not ever going to ask anybody personally. I'm never going to ask anybody or look anybody in the face, but like, I expect you to be positive all the time. That is foolish. Uh, I see that. Oh my gosh. And but I see that a lot. It's like, why can't you just be positive? It's the old uh, adage, you know, the, the floggings will continue until morale improves. It's like, <laughs> you, you can't dictate that. You can't make people be happy. Um, but I agree that you know, in a moment of frustration, it's okay to say, this is why I'm frustrated. If you are personally seeking a positive, um, outcome, if you're saying, can I talk to you about this? Right. So I definitely have moments. I I've been a little frustrated with a certain, uh, situation at work over the past couple of months and it's frustrated me. Uh, and I have definitely, <laughs> Uh, complained about it a lot. I'm just being honest, like to my girlfriend and uh, to myself and anybody who will listen, I've complained about it a lot, but generally I, uh, you know, I go to my bosses and I'm saying, this is the actual issue. And I vet the actual issue by complaining away the rest of the stuff. It's almost like I'm shaking out the, the dirt. And so I can get to the gold. Like, what is the real problem? And I can complain out the rest of it, just blah, 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 whatever. But then you figure out through that for me, what the real problem is. And if you're going into it with the mindset of, I need to vent the rest out so I can find a solution so I can talk about the real problem so I can figure it out. Sometimes that is okay. You got to be tasteful about it. You've got to be responsible about when and where you do that. Um, but like Michael's saying, if you sit and you just complain about it ad nauseum over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, it's, um, it's not productive. That's just destructive. That just makes the whole situation harder and worse. And yeah. Highly yeah, like it's it's hard to forgive somebody if all you talk about is how much you hate them. Yes, I mean yeah. that's what it boils down to. Like, come on, guys! Like, if you're gonna just sit there and complain, and he's like, "But I'm gonna uh, work it out with him. But I'm gonna keep complaining about it." You know, it's just like you're you're. It's hard for your your mental state to move past that because <laughs> obviously you're still really negative. So anyway. Absolutely. All right, yeah. well, so we beat that horse pretty well. So. Yeah, pretty darn. Speaking of, right. 
So this moves into the next side of things. So be willing to help others and not be stuck in your position or role. Be part of the team and help out. And on the other side of that, also be willing to ask for help. Yes. It, yes. It, you can be drowning and you don't know it until it's too late. Oh, um, for sure. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Uh, what I was talking about, like where, you know, yeah, complain and whatever, but you do sometimes have to accept like, even sometimes it doesn't feel like that much work, but if it's, if it's stressful, if it's painful to deal with, then yeah, you could be drowning and you've got to be unafraid to ask for help. And that sometimes that kind of depends on your work environment. Some, some cultures don't encourage asking for help where you, yeah. need, to, you need to be the lone wolf that does your job. And that's a problem. But I mean, for the most part, if you're part of a team, then chances are that you can help them and they can help you and don't be afraid to ask for help. Obviously don't become that person that sits and asks for help for everything. Cause then you're going to get this, um, who, what they think of you type situation where like, Oh gosh, here he comes again. Cause he doesn't <laughs> get his job done. No, this is more like legitimate. Hey, I just got thrown X, Y, Z on top of me. I need some help, some relief. Or, hey, can you take a look at this and see if I'm doing everything I should be doing? Is, or is there a better way? Uh, you know, There's a, tons of ways you can ask for help. It's, it's not necessarily doing your work. It, it may be just helping you understand something better. But on the flip side, be willing to help too. Like You should not be say, well, I'm not going to help you until you help me. No, no. You want to help first. You want to give your help when you can. And so um, that's why we talked about earlier. Put some margin in your schedule to help people. And it's amazing what happens, you know, in that because all of a sudden you're going to have, let's say this, you take a moment and you help somebody uh, with XYZ project. They're going to be your biggest cheerleader until the day you don't work with them anymore. Like For they're sure. just going to, they're going to encourage it all the way through. And you may even see positive reproduct repercussions of it years later. Who knows? Always be willing to help people. I mean, I think some of the most recognizable people that we know in this world took time to help others. Definitely. And I, I don't think that should change in the workplace. It really should be a, a focus point. Take what, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And it could be super simple. Like I've, I've helped people, I helped coworkers before. I mean, even panic, you know, you and I sit down and uh, we're at our previous company and we'd always try to help each other. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there were times where like, I remember <laughs> there was this one time I'm trying to remember what the project was, but basically there was like 60 or 70 pages of content. Oh right? my gosh. I can't remember what it was. But I can't either, but we couldn't, we could not programmatically import export it. Like it had to be done manually for some you, reason. And you were just swamped by it. Like you're like, yeah. I, you literally said, I don't see how I can get this done. I have to program. If I can't do it programmatically, I don't want to, I just can't do it. I said, what is it? All right, let me, I'll just do it manually. It's, it'll suck, but it'll get done. Hour later, it was done. Because you just kind of zoned out and just went autopilot and did it, you know? Yeah, just like and I, I had margin in my schedule then, you know, and said, all right, I'm going to, it's going to take me time. I'm going to knock it out for you because you need to help and we need to move forward and, um, and it's going to be fine. And so an hour, and that's sometimes, you know, when you're so close to a problem, you don't see the solution. 
Yeah. And, or you see only one way of seeing a solution. And there's always nine times out of 10, there's always more than one way to fix something. Oh, for sure. And, and so, uh, yeah, please, 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 please reach out and help people when you can. And sometimes you have to offer your help first. You can't always be asked for help because some people are afraid to ask for help as we just talked about. I, I'll say that we have one guy that, um, that works with me. Who's, uh, he's been doing this longer than anybody. And, uh, you know, he's just kind of, um, does it cause he loves it. But the thing that everybody, like what does everybody say about him? He's a fascinating person. There's so many things you could say about him. He's, he's incredibly talented. He's very nice. He's, he has all these interesting hobbies and has lived a, a pretty interesting life, but every single person, the first thing you will learn about him is that he is always willing to help anybody. That's a trait that stays with a person. And he is, I mean, gosh, he's saved me. I don't know how many times he saved me hours of time. And, and th- let me say again, that kind of mentality permeates. He, uh, is sort of the example there, but that's a big piece of our company culture is be willing to help. Uh, you know, in the past couple of weeks, um, some people have taken over some code that I've written in the past and they've needed help with it. They, you know, it's, it's maybe it's just different, not something they're used to. And it's probably not the best written code in the world because I wrote it and they need help. Well, you know, one guy kind of sheepishly came like, Hey man, I'm, I'm really sorry to bother you. I've, I don't want to take up much of your time. Can you? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. You're not taking up any time. Of course I'll help you. And I'm pretty willing to help anyway, but that being such a part of our culture, it just, it always feels like the right thing to do immediately. And the reason it's part of our culture is because people do it. So again, enact the change that you want to see. And if you want people to be more helpful, start by being more helpful. And you will see that grow and permeate. And and it sounds, like I said, it sounds Michael Jackson, cheesy, we are the world, let's all hold hands, kumbaya. But it really does work that way. You have to start somewhere. And so, yes, there's almost nothing more noble, I think, than just um, being uh, the positive change that you want to see. And especially uh, being helpful any way that you can. I mean, let's just take it this way. So a challenge to our listeners. This week or this month, you know, when you're sitting there and you're doing your job and you see somebody struggling, uh, and let's say like basically they're overwhelmed or you even see that they're doing something like, oh, there's a better, faster way of doing that. Don't wait on them to fall on their face. Go ahead and help them now without them asking. And you'll be amazed to how much, if if there was a, an okay relationship there, how much better of a relationship it is. Yeah. Um, like I, I've seen it, like I've seen, or I've seen and done, like where I've seen somebody like, like literally I watched them do something like, why are you doing it that way? <laughs> like, <laughs> let, let me, I always say, let me just rock your world for one second, do this. And then their life is a lot better. You know, it may not be much or like, Hey, I see that you have a ton on your plate right now. Um, I can do this. this don't say like, what can I do to help? Yeah. Go go ahead and say I can do this, this, and this for you, um, if that's okay. And you just do it for them, right? Um, so I really encourage that. I'll be honest. When I see a lot of people that say, "What can I do to help? What can I do to help?" No one really will ever say, "Let me tell you exactly what you can do." Most of the time, they're just say, "No, I'm fine. I got this." Yeah. 
it, it's it's kind of the same with like uh, getting feedback on something. You never ever ever say, "Here it is." You say, um, "Here's what we discussed, and here's how I applied it," and you let other people, you know, kind of give the specifics. But if you really, really, really want to control a situation, you go in with, you know. How do you feel about X, Y, Z? Or even better, do you think we should use A or B? And if you go to somebody and you straight up say, do you need help with A? They will say, yes, I do, please. But if you just go in and you say like, do you need help? They're thinking all the way from A, B, C, D, E, all the way down to Z and Z2. And they can't even process everything they need help with. Um, so be specific. That's That's super good advice, man. That's always, always... Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think I've learned in, in life is that the more specific you are, the better the better of the response you'll get. Yeah. Uh, if you are like like I'm in like I said I'm in sales. One of the things that we I do is uh, referral networking. We have this like we're parties groups, and they even say when you ask when I'm looking for X Y Z company, if you just say hey I'm looking for this whatever industry, nobody will give you a good answer. But if you say, I'm looking for this person at this company, do is anybody know them? You'll get a response um, because they can now be specific in their mind. You know, we're, our, I think our brains are designed to look at things very specifically. Um, and when you talk about something very specific, it triggers, right? So I really believe when you're going to help someone be specific and be intentional, don't be generic. Because I think, like you said, if I'm just going to say, hey, what can I help you with? And there's so much on my brain, I'm just going to say, ah, I, uh, nothing, I got this. Yeah, I th- exactly. You know, you know, and you just kind of go blank because you don't know. There's so much going on. You can't say, I can I can know exactly what your talent is, and I can apply it to this problem, and you'll do great at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I'm never going to think of that in that time. You know, like, it just isn't going to be a thing because – I mean, as simple as like when I helped you panic with those content, I knew my limitations and my skill set, and I could see it, and I could see what I could do. I said, I'm going to do this. And you would have not asked me to say, I need you to do this right now, because you were stuck in the world of this is only one way to do it. Yeah. And and there's more than one. So, yeah. If anything, anybody from this podcast episode today Take that note. When you're going to help someone be specific and be intentional, don't be generic and don't just say, how can I help? Just go Definitely. help. Yeah. Definitely. And that kind of – this this rolls really nicely into our very last point is just never be afraid to kind of rock the boat. I think a lot of people come into these cultures that are old and boring and stuffy and stuck in their ways and the status quo says keep the status quo. Be – just like we've been saying, it is always better – to uh, to affect a positive change than to just kind of assimilate into the awkwardness of of old boring blah you know and like uh, I think a lot of people would say well you know I wish we would do this but I don't want to um, what I don't want to make anybody mad I'm the new guy and I don't want to act like I don't know my place and all that that's just a that's just dumb there's no reason not to come in and affect positive change. Now, you do have to be careful. Don't come in and try to change everything to be in your image. But if you hear, you know, if you think, man, this place is kind of boring, and you hear some coworkers go, man, this place is kind of boring, don't say, yeah, you know, you're right, it is, and and immediately start in with the assimilation. 
don't be afraid to say, okay, why do you feel that way? Because I agree. And they say, well, we never do anything. Like, yeah, what what could we do? Well, well, you know, we used to do trivia nights, but then so-and-so left and we don't do that anymore. Like, you want to go play trivia tomorrow night? And like nine times out of 10, the person's going to go, yeah, I really missed that. But cool, let's get somebody out. And then and then it grows and then it becomes a thing. The reason that a company is boring, the reason that it's a, a flat or dull or even slightly negative situation, nine times out of 10 is because people have just, come in and done their thing and gone home. And they've been afraid to make change. They've been afraid to try to rock the boat. Just be the, the, be that person. It's Sunday night. Tomorrow is Monday. Hopefully when you're hearing this, it'll be Monday. Cause I'm hopefully going to get this edited and get out uh, tomorrow. And if today can be your day, today is the day to go change something, to, to rock the boat a little bit, to like, do something different and don't be crazy and don't, you know, have some negative impact. But, you know, if it's smiling at somebody who never smiles, if it's uh, getting the team together to go to lunch, I know this, this doesn't apply super well right now because of COVID, but uh, let's say that it's, it's just randomly calling somebody on Slack just to check in, just to say hi, not because you need anything, whatever it is it's okay to rock the boat a little bit and set some waves in motion and, and see what kind of positive change you can affect on your workplace. I think it's funny that you say, just call somebody on Slack just to check on them because I distinctly remember you and I had gotten to that point at the previous company where there was a general fear. If you were calling me or I were calling you. Yeah. Basically, oh great, what blew up, what broke, what went down? Yep. And or what did the boss say? Yeah. <laughs> so yep. nah, I just have a deep breath on that one. But I do uh, remember the first time after we left that you called me and I was able to just answer and we just had a nice, pleasant conversation about nothing work related because we didn't work together anymore. It was really nice. I was like, oh wow. I, and I think that should be something to push out to people like, hey, go have a a non-work conversation with your coworker. Yeah. Can you do that? Like, are you capable of <laughs> calling up a coworker and say, hey, how are you doing? How are things? How's life? How's your weekend go? And here's a, here's a quick tip, tidbit. If you don't know how to start, I, I learned this from actually from a leadership conference. Like, there are lots of speakers, but this one, one of many things that stuck in my head, but this one's pretty good. Uh, conversation starter. So if it's Monday or Tuesday, you say, how was your weekend? And that's your conversation. What did you do this weekend? Uh, be more specific, right? Be, what did you do this weekend? And then if it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you say, what did you plan to do this weekend? And that's your conversation starter. Nice. <laughs> so Very it's, nice. It's super simple, right? So, uh, but it, it start it. You want to talk about them. You don't want to talk about yourself. The last thing somebody wants to call you up and say, "Hey, I just want to talk to somebody about my weekend or life is X Y Z in my life because I just want somebody to listen." Yeah, <laughs> like that doesn't always go well. You know, some people are like, "Oh God, he's calling." Uh, there comes another. Tell 20. me about his boat again. Yeah, <laughs> like, you don't or, want to be that guy or his uh, ex-wife or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. So like, you don't be that guy or that girl or whatever, you know, at that point you want to talk about them, right? You want to just, cause essentially you're trying to help them. You know, you are 
being positive and just want to learn. And that's helping them. Heck, it, if anything, just give, makes their day a little bit better because what if they've been having a bad day and they get a call from you and it's just like, hey, man, how you doing? How how did you have a good week? And what did you do this weekend? Hey, how how's your kids? You know, like be specific, right? You you want to say, hey, um, I know how's that new dog that you got a couple of weeks ago? How's it going? You know, how's that? You know, it's just be be acknowledgeable what situations are for people and just talk to them. But uh, but no, I, I think uh, I think we're at the end of this podcast episode. I believe so. Uh, I think we wanted to talk a good bit because we are. This is one of our lengthier ones, but um, it's positive, right? And we talk about positivity. We talked about how you do your workplace and how it's really up to you to be positive. It's not up to everybody else to make you positive. Um, I, it's so it's so funny because we're in a world that's so negative, and we're asking people to be positive. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that's kind of what it's all about, right? Yeah. Um, if you, uh, if you're in this world and it is incredibly negative and scary and all this, whatever right now, it's, it, things are rough. Be that little bit of light, be that little bit of change, be that little bit of positivity, find it in yourself and spread it to others. I promise you the world only needs more of that and it will be well received anywhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let be that light in a, in a dark place. Mm-hmm. every time absolutely and absolutely cool well all right guys this has been another good episode thank you all for listening today and as mentioned earlier uh we do have a side project called borda go check that out uh, we'll put a link in the description so you can and then thank you just thank you to the audience listening we're actually this thing has grown way beyond our expectations way beyond (laughs) like it has actually grown a a little bit of a life of its own which has been really cool and please email us send us an email what's going on in your life give us something positive like may not maybe you didn't quit your job maybe you're having a fantastic job everything is wonderful and we want to hear that too we want to hear like there are good things in this world right Definitely. Um, but on the other side too, if you had, if, if we create this quit culture, apparently where people are <laughs> quitting their jobs because they listened to us and realized they were in a terrible place, uh, let us know about that too. We love hearing that. It, it really makes us happy that what we're doing, taking the effort to do is actually making an impact on people. And just to be transparent, we have impacted people from Australia, up North, uh, North part of America, really all over local as well to us. Yeah. Um, and we love it. Like we absolutely love it. So please write in, please talk to us some more. Uh, love to talk to you guys. Absolutely. And we will see you next time. All right. See you. Thanks for listening to this episode of work life balance. If you have questions or stories you'd like to share, email us at work life balance show at gmail.com or call in on anchor. We'd love to have you on the show.